Thank you for joining us wherever you are. This podcast episode is brought to you by the Old Ways Actual Play Team. This actual play uses the Cthulhu Dark Rules by Graham Walmsley. This actual play is performed by adults and in an adult setting. While we try hard to stick to language for all ages, listeners should know that this episode may include mature themes. All content, including names, places, and so forth, that may bear resemblance to entities living or dead is strictly coincidental. My name is Rena Henze, and for tonight's game, I will be your keeper. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Old Ways Podcast. I am your keeper, Keeper Rena, and tonight we are bringing you some delights in the form of a Cthulhu dark scenario written by myself and our very own James Bennell called In Deep Shallows. This is a spring break scenario, and I'm certain we are going to get up to absolutely no shenanigans whatsoever. Before I turn the spotlight onto my cast, I would like to say thank you to all of you, the listener, and especially to you, the Patreon supporter. We literally could not do any of this without you, and we appreciate your support and your listening ears. If you would like to support us on Patreon and get access to some other fun and cool stuff that we do, you can do so at patreon.com slash theoldwayspodcast. And now, some introductions to my right. Hey, this is Miranda, and I'm playing Maisie Marshall, and I am majoring in acting. Acting. Fantastic. And to Miranda's right. Hey, everybody. This is Heather. I'm playing Krista Crowley, and I am a human physical performance and recreation studies major. I'm sure there's nothing remotely interesting about that whatsoever. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And last, but certainly not least. Hey, I'm Danny Scott. Uh, I am playing Cody Connors, and I am an ethical hacking major. And that's going to come in super useful in our spring break beach scenario. I am Mm -hmm. absolutely certain. Wonderful. (laughs) All right. So it is the modern day in the spring. Well, March, technically. And it is time for every senior's favorite week of the school year, which is spring break. This is your last spring break, your last big hurrah, your last big party before you have to go off into the world of internships, business, or in some people's cases, trust funds. But either way, this is your last week of freedom before things get real, as your parents like to say. So the three of you, along with some friends... Uh, headed down to the Florida Keys. You have been invited to spend the first couple of nights of your spring break with your friend, Chad. Chad is very wealthy. Never would have guessed that. He is an esoteric literature major. And he says that he's discovered an island, a small island out in the Keys with a shipwrecked old boat on it that just looks absolutely fabulously fun. It's away from all of the noise and the chaos. Bring out the booze bring out the bikinis and bring out all the hooking up, drinking, et cetera, that you could possibly want to do for a couple nights before you head back to see the rest of your friends partying in the Florida Keys. So before we get into the story itself, we are going to start with setting some character dynamics. This is something I like to do in Cthulhu Dark, where I will ask each of you a question about someone else in the group. Whatever you answer is canon. So how you feel about that person, what that person did, whatever, that is canon. We'll see how that goes. But this will set set some dynamics for how you guys interact. Maisie, why is Cody your favorite person in the friend group? I think Cody's my favorite person in the friend group because they humor me, not in a way that they are funny, but in a way that they put <laughs> up with me being funny. <laughs> like when I have silly 
dumb ideas. They are like the cheerleader, even if it's something that makes me kind of look stupid. They humor my weirdness sometimes. And I think I'm that just, that's you're what... You're total yes man, right? <laughs> yeah. I would, I would say yes man, because, but sometimes it might not even at my, like, it's kind of at my expense. To my detriment, <laughs> yes man. Got it. Um, so I think that's why he's my favorite. Fantastic. Cody, what is it about Krista that irritates you? I think it's just like, you know, Krista's really into performance and just thinks it's for everyone. And it's not, you know, always trying to be like, oh, look at this cool thing I can do. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we got stuff to do. Wonderful. And uh, Krista, why is it that you feel protective of Maisie? You know, I just, I'm so worried that she's going to get her heart broken by Broadway because she's just, she's got such big dreams. And I just, I want to see her succeed because she's such a wonderful person. Uh, And I want to see her name in those big lights too. But I know, I know it's so hard. I know that world is so tough on people. You know, my grandmother was a stage girl and she had a really rough life at first. And I just don't want, you know, I remember hearing stories at Herney and I just don't want, I, I just hope Maisie has an easier time than that. I think I'll be okay though because I I had a small part in Waitress the Musical in high school. And so if ever I don't make it, I can fall back on the skills I learned in Waitress, the musical. So I would like to do a little scene with each of you individually before you set off. This is this will be on the Friday morning before you ditch whatever classes you have and head off on your, to your flight for the Florida Keys. And so we'll start with Maisie. So... Maisie, you had a fight with your roommate. You can decide what that was about, but you really had a blow up with with her right before you left. So I'm going to start by saying, I can't believe you did this to me. I I I would never <laughs> cuz I get very dramatic when we're arguing. Don't you do jazz hands at me? Look, you know I'm nervous. I do jazz hands. And this confrontation always just makes me so nervous. Okay, look, your name was on it and I didn't eat it because your name was on it. So obviously someone else named it. Maybe it's that gentleman caller that you're always bringing around. You think he ate my brownies, my last batch of special brownies that I was going to take with me for this first night of spring break. Well, he, I do declare he, he may have. Sorry, I'm practicing a voice, and I thought this would be the perfect time. I, I, I do declare that, that that may be the case. I know you're trying out for Gone with the Winter next semester, but seriously, calm down. I'm sorry, I just, I get so frustrated, and you know, it really, when you, when you approach me like this, it really, it just, it hurts my feelings more than anything. Really, it's, I feel hurt. I can't believe that that you would accuse me me of this. Me. I. You're definitely not high at all right now. I can tell you totally didn't eat my special brownies. Ugh. You keep taking my food out of the fridge, Maisie, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I'm so glad this is our last semester, because my God, I pity anyone who has you as a roommate. Well, I can't stand it either. And then... 
And on that note, exit stage left. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. So, Cody, you had a phone call with your mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start by saying, but sweetheart, why aren't you coming home for spring break? Well, I told you it's a really good opportunity, you know? I mean, I could I could earn a scholarship, like pay for the last year with this. Just completely cover the cost. What is it you're doing again, sweetheart? Uh, it's a it's a retreat, like a, a hacking retreat. I still don't know what hacking means, but it's it's just good. You're really good at computers, you know. I know, like, it just it's computer stuff. It's work stuff. I could line up potential jobs in the future with this. Ah, uh, it's, it's going to be great for me. Well, if it's for your future, I suppose. But no, I don't get to see you as much as as you, always. And and when you graduate, you'll be going off to Savannah or something. I don't know where computer people go. And uh, I won't see you very often anymore. And just well, I was I was hoping you'd come home. That's all. Yeah, I'll try to. I'll try to. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll come by uh, in the summertime before I head out to the the West Coast or something. All right, dear. Have fun with your. Hackering. Cool. Thanks, Mom. Uh, love you. Okay, okay, bye. And scene. <laughs> All right. And Krista, you had a very bad breakup with someone that you were seeing, whether you were seeing them for a short period, a long period, whatever is up to you. Uh, but right before spring break, you broke up with them. And so I'm going to start by saying, but babe, this was going to be the best spring break ever. Elliot Gordon Murphy, I told you, do not darken my door ever again, ever, 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 and I slam it shut. Knocking on the door, but, but, babe, we were, we were gonna have a kegger, and, and I was bringing all the vodka since we're old enough to drink. I jerk it open. Do you remember what happened last time that you had a kegger, and all those Kappa Delta girls showed up, and then all those pictures came out? I thought we made all those go away. Oh, but the memories never go away, do they? If you drink hard enough, they do. <laughs> I'll never forget Elliot Gordon Murphy. And I slammed the door again. Look at my watch. It's your loss. Starts sobbing, sitting in the hallway, just like these big, bawling, definitely half-drunk sobs. I yank the door open and I throw a teddy bear at him and I slam the door again. And after a few moments, there is silence, except for the thud of his footsteps down the stairs, and then a tumble as he loses his balance and falls, and this is a completely normal sound for you to hear. I go, uh, I grab a towel, and uh, I run some water on it, and I tr open the door, and I trot down to the, the stairwell, and I throw the towel at him. I say, clean yourself up, go see your mama, straighten yourself out, Elliot stomp back to my home, my dorm room. But babe, and scene. So you all had your, your various interactions with normal human beings, quote unquote, normal human beings before you set off. But you have now arrived in the Keys. Chad has pulled up his boat. It's a very nice boat. He says it's his, not daddy's, his. And he has started loading it up. You can see some of your classmates, Jessica, 
Eddie and Ashley with three H's are in their swimwear, carrying coolers. Or so a couple of them are already drinking from the bottles. Everyone's 21 here. This is fine. And they all wave and cheer when they see you and start pulling you on board. And Chad greets you and he's this muscular, tanned young man. He's an esoteric literature major at Miskatonic, but he looks very much like he plays for multiple sports teams. Just that kind of muscular frame. Got blonde hair and big blue eyes and a very perfect, even white smile. Sun glints off his teeth as he welcomes you on board. And Eddie yells, let's get the party started. <laughs> Spring break 2023, baby. Cheer. Yeah. What's up, nerds? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rich, Cody. Come on, Cody. Loosen up. Loosen up. Uh, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to listen up. Throw me one of those uh, brewskis, huh? Eddie passes you one very carefully. Having thrown one to you before, he knows better than to actually <laughs> throw it. Mm -hmm. It will drop on the ground and shatter. Yeah, yes. it's, yeah, it's bad form to throw stuff on a boat. Yeah. Chad gives all of you a big hug if you let him. Says, "Thanks for coming, guys. This is going to be great. This is going to be an amazing couple of nights. I know you you also want to have the party life." Uh, back here in the Keys, but don't worry. This will be just our own unique little thing that we get to do. Nobody else knows where we're going, and then we'll come back and you can regale everyone with tales of what we found. Maybe there's pirate treasure in that shipwreck boat. Who knows? We could be yes. rich. -er. Plus, no cops, right? Hell yeah, no cops. While we're still close to the shore, I'm going to start taking photos of everybody and uh, posting them mm -hmm. while I still can. So once we get out on the water, that's probably going to be a little iffy. Yeah, but for a few minutes at least, while everyone's setting out the coolers and Ashley is pulling off her, her tops, showing off her bikini, uh, you can take some pictures of everyone and, and post them uh, on your social media feeds. I, I imagine Krista's very into social media. I'm so sorry, Krista, you, you please don't tag me though. My mom thinks I'm at like a retreat. Um, she doesn't know I'm here just having fun, so... Don't tag okay. me. Uh, thank okay. you so much. Totally understand, Cody. <laughs> I will maintain an orbit so that Krista's to my left side. Always. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I totally get that. I'll make sure that I am always getting your, your good side. I, I believe in that. I believe thank in you. that. Thank you. Thank you. I knew if anyone would understand, it would be you, Krista. Jessica drapes her arm over you, Krista. At one point, she kisses your cheek and makes a duck face at the camera so you could take a selfie. This, this is, like, gonna be, like, the best, like, spring break ever. Ever. And I add that as a caption to the photo. With four or five R's. Mm -hmm. So, the boat pulls out. It's a beautiful sunny day. It's in the morning. So, it hasn't been hasn't taken enough time to get too hot yet, but you've got the beautiful Florida sunshine beating down on you. It's a far cry from the cold and the wet of March up in Arkham. This is, this is, this is fine. This is much better. You start to relax, have a couple beers. Ashley and Jessica make out for a few moments in at the front of the boat when they think nobody's looking. And then when they realize people are looking, they make out even harder. <laughs> you lose signal shortly. Krista, once you get about 20 minutes out into the water, 
There aren't really phone towers out here, so it's not that much of a surprise, but you can keep taking pictures that you can post later in a big flood of social media presence once you get back to the main part of the Keys. And Chad is keeping up this stream of chatter about how he found this island and this boat that he hasn't explored yet, but he thinks it'll be super cool and talking about how his dad is funding all of the the supplies for this one because he just wants you to have a good time. And eventually people start tuning Chad out because he likes to talk. I think uh, Cody still pays attention, though, because he's kind of into Chad. He's not really listening. He's just sort of staring, though, at a certain point. And, you know, man, I couldn't find this place on any maps. I just kind of stumbled across it one day. And maybe we'll we'll be hailed as the discoverers of it if we come back with treasure and people come out looking and there'll be a TV show and a documentary. And, you know, your teeth are going to look great on that show, man. Just give give him profile. Yeah, there we go. And he's just letting off this stream of chatter at you. But you can, since you're paying attention, Cody, you can give me a human role. That's a four. Okay. With a four, you notice that Chad seems a little bit anxious, like the, the way he's talking and he's keeping his eyes fixed ahead. And, and that kind of flow of chatter becomes a little bit more nervous as you go. Well, just be aware of it. I'm not going to say anything about it. Mm-hmm. One thing Krista wants to ask Chad, because leisure studies is her focus in her human performance and recreation studies majors is if Chad has plans for this island to develop it as a recreation site, as like a park or maybe put a hotel on it or something like that. So she's going to go talk to him about that. Oh, I I hadn't thought about it yet. I mean, they might declare it a historical site if the, if that shipwreck boat I found out there has anything valuable on it or, uh, I mean, if they don't, I mean, that's a, that's a gold mine, Chad, for you and your family. It's a gold mine. You're going to need somebody to run the recreation part of it. So think about it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. He hasn't turned to look at you this entire time. He's still looking dead ahead. I'll, I'll look out to see what he's looking at. And how'd you find this place anyway? So he keeps looking ahead as he answers Cody. Uh, oh, I, w- I was just out sailing around. You know, I don't have a whole lot of stuff to do in, in Christmas break and so on. E- ever since my parents decided that they just wanted to spend Christmas in Switzerland and I'm not invited. Uh, I mean, can't believe they would do that to me, but whatever. And I was just sailing around and I just I stumbled on this place. And Krista, you can see what looks like storm clouds rolling in. And he's watching them very carefully. They're very thick and dark and heavy. At first, you wouldn't have noticed them if you weren't looking for them. But now, Maisie and Cody, you can see them as well. These storm clouds that are rolling in thick and fast. Chad, are you going to sail into those? That doesn't look like a smart thing to do. But I don't know anything about boats. So... Oh... Uh, it'll be fine. Just a quick rainstorm. You know what the weather's like down here. Uh, Yeah. Sure, it's not a a squall. (laughs) So in terms of, uh, is there like a cabin? Is there a... uh, There's a a blow decks kind of of thing. Yeah. I'm going to say, oh, thanks, Chad. I'm going to go plug my phone in and recharge it. And I'm going to go down there. Okay. Chad, Chad, is there any 
structures on this island? Like, do you, is this your family's island? Do they, are there, oh my, Chad, is this Firefest again? <laughs> it's happening again. <laughs> is it going to be cheese and bread, Chad? Is that why you brought oh us out Oh my God, here? how many rolls of paper towels and toilet paper do we have, Chad? Because I can't go without it. There's plenty of toilet paper, he says, still staring ahead. You see his knuckles are getting a little white on the wheel. There's, Don't worry, I brought plenty of food, good food. There's, there's no structures, but we've got these little tents and this awning to set stuff up on. We're only there for a couple nights. You've slept on the sand before, Maisie. Come on. We're camping, Chad? Think of it as studying for, for a role. It, I was wondering, what do you like licensing rights to the island? Like if we wanted to film something here, because I've been working on this script with Professor Thompson, um, just me and him really late, you know, because he teaches that class was late at night. We've been working on this script and it takes place on an island with just two people deserted. And maybe we could just get some B-roll while we're here. Yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure I have rights to this this place since I discovered it. I mean, sure. Okay, okay. And as you say that, the storm comes crashing in. It moved faster than you were expecting it to. It's as if it was on the horizon and then all of a sudden you're in the thick of it. The sun is gone, heavy, thick clouds, thunder and lightning in the sky, torrents of rain start beating down on the boat and these massive waves start rising up and rocking the boat. And for any of you who've been down in this part of Florida before, this is not normal. This is not a normal kind of storm. This is what you see in a movie, Maisie, or, or a performance out in the middle of the ocean somewhere with a, with a heavy ocean storm. And the boat is rocking back and forth. Ashley, Jessica, and Eddie have all run screaming to the below decks. Chad is grimly hanging on to the wheel. His eyes are terrified. And you raise up on a wave and then come crashing down. And it is absolutely terrifying. The rain and the thunder and the sudden cold water that crashes onto you before you can make your way below decks, except for Krista, who already went uh, went below. But it is a terrifying storm that you were not expecting. I would like insight rolls. Four. Five. Three. Okay, so you all go up to two. You're all a bit shaken and physically shaken as well as the boat swells and rises and drops and rises and drops. And Jessica and Ashley are staring out the little porthole windows and then looking away and then looking back out the windows as if they're hoping to see the sun somehow through this storm. Are you going below decks, Cody and Maisie? Are you staying up with Chad? I kind of want to. I kind of want to stay up with Chad, make sure he's okay. Maisie is also thinking about staying up and dramatically um, throwing herself back and forth. Sometimes I go the wrong direction of the wave. There's water. I'm just really practicing for that role, and I also will add Chad, 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 darling. We're life preservers, Chad. Life, life, life preservers are under the, the, they're in the box under the seat there. And there's some down below. And you can both of you, since you stayed up here, give me human rolls. I will don a life preserver. Of course. Mm, I will too. Six. Five. 
six. Okay, so we'll get to you in a second, Danny, because mm-hmm. uh, you just rolled a six. So on a five, you both notice that Chad seems absolutely petrified. That kind of cool and dashing air that he normally gives off is gone. His hands are shaking, his knuckles are white, his face is drained of color even beneath his spray tan. He's absolutely terrified, even more so than you feel right now. Cody, you notice this. And as you notice this, you're looking out the window outside where the storm is raging. And you swear you see a face. An old man, long rippling hair, rippling beard. I say rippling because he appears to be made of water. And these cold, hard eyes comes rising up in a swell of a wave and then crashing down. And it makes you feel as if He's staring directly at you and his face is crashing down towards you as the wave comes crashing down. And I would like an insight roll from you. Mm-hmm. That's a four. Okay, so you go up by one. Mm-hmm. How do you react to that? I think I just saw Poseidon. <sighs> How is that possible? That doesn't make sense. Uh, never mind. Nobody, nobody pay attention to what I just said. Chad, especially not you. <laughs> Uh, no, no, uh, it's got to be over soon. It's got to be over soon. Oh, oh, it's got to be over soon. Please, please, please. And he just starts begging, you know, if he's praying, you don't know if he's religious or not, but he is absolutely terrified. And he grips the wheel harder. Krista down below decks, you are thrown a bit back and forth. You can't really even get your phone in to charge because the water keeps slapping you side yeah. to side, yeah. which is a bit annoying. Yeah. And then a wave crashes over the boat for a moment. You can all hear it. You see it, Cody and Maisie. And then the storm is gone. Completely gone. The only sight of it ever having been there is the water pooling on the deck and the slightly green face of Eddie down below deck and the slight wobbliness you all feel after having been tossed around you're back in clear blue skies clear blue water shape outline of an island up ahead no gray clouds to be seen how long did that last lasted about 10 minutes i'm going to turn my phone on if if i had it turned off or if it got turned off and i'm going to get everybody to talk about what just happened kind of a group video interview Mm -hmm. Hmm. to document what just happened Eddie, Jessica, and Ashley kind of babble over each other about, and like there was like water and like raining, and it was like such a big storm. And like, I didn't think that like that like happened in Florida. And just the number of likes that get dropped if this was a drinking game, you would be in liver failure right now. <laughs> Cody says, Well, first we were discussing whether or not it was merely a storm or just a series of clouds or perhaps even a squall. And it turns out that it was, in fact, a squall because it shook the boat to and fro. We were thrown about. You should have seen my friend Maisie, my goodness. And uh, I swear for one moment that I I thought I saw a Greek god in the water. Of course, it was the water and the storm playing tricks on my vision, but it was terrifying. Was he hot? (laughs) Who? Did Chad? 
Yeah, he looked great <laughs> driving the boat. And he handled it so well. I mean, it, we got out of that storm because of him. The big boat arms. Yeah, it was impressive. Um, Maisie, your turn. Oh, um, okay. So when I was in fifth grade, our community playhouse did a show of any, Anything Goes. And I played the Hope Harcourt. And this was this was just like it. There was weird, there's a boat. And I that happened. And and I you should have seen me. The the rain, it was it was like someone was just on set, just just rain everywhere, hollow and I oh and then but and then it stopped. It it stopped. It was so all of a sudden, just like a stage cue, like that, it was over with. And everybody's wet, right? Everybody is wet except for you, because you went downstairs yeah. before yeah. the storm really hit. I'm gonna be sure that I get images that everyone is wet. Hmm. Wet t-shirt contest, uh, storm style. Yep, storm style, yep. <laughs> Chad seems very relieved when you come to talk to him. He doesn't look at the camera because he's too busy steering the boat. He says, yeah, I've never seen a storm like that before. That was that was pretty intense, pretty crazy. Yeah, but uh, hey, we did it. Yeah, good job. You did a great job on sailing. We, uh, we got tossed about a good bit below decks, but... Uh, Thanks for thanks for pulling us through that, Chad. You did really well, well. People get tossed about below decks quite a bit around here, but not usually like that. And then he turns <laughs> and gives his signature wink. Yeah. You hear the ding? <laughs> Pretty much. So it is now calm, sunny. It's actually a bit warmer than it was before you hit the storm. Sun is up directly above you, beating down. You see Jessica and Ashley slathering each other in sunscreen as they're walking around, now fully in their just in their bikinis and nothing else. Eddie has stripped down to his uh, boxer trunks and is standing there, staring out at the water, going, "I'm king of the ocean." He pulls out another beer and offers one to each of you. I'll take one. But he will take it. Thank you. Almost there, guys. Almost there. You can see it up ahead. Chad says. Take says, a look. Yeah. And you see the outline of that island that you saw when you came out of the storm is getting closer. It is the only island you see around here. Even looking back, as far as you can see, there's nothing back there. How far did we just go? Uh, I don't know, man. But that's the one. You can see there's the, the three palm trees just there, and one of them is bent so that it's crossing over the middle one. Chad, does this boat have one of those long eye thingies that and then we can look look out over the ocean? Telescope? Uh, I, yeah, a telescope. Yes, it's called a telescope. Y mm -hmm. Yes. He reaches over to a little box and pulls out a telescoping telescope and tosses it to you. <gasps> Thank you. And I telescope it. Looking at the island? Yeah, telescope. I want to check out this island and look around because things don't seem to be adding up. So you look around and you don't see any other boats. You don't see any other islands off in the distance as far as the, the telescope will show you. Just cool, clear, calm, blue sea, and that island up ahead with the three palm trees that you can see. One of them is indeed slightly bent over towards the middle one. It's 
very quiet out here, very calm, peaceful. Chad, it seems like you found the perfect spot for us to get away, Chad. I know, right? Like, as soon as I saw this place and I, I realized there was no one else buzzing in and out, I was like, this is going to be the best place for spring break with my with my buds. And he gesticulates for a moment before going back to the wheel. International waters. Yeah. I guess that's a weird thing to bring up. Well, there's just, you know, we don't have to worry about, um, you know, like like union rules when we film the scenes that I was just talking about filming here and things like that. Because we're in international waters. Right. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. Shouldn't have to worry about it. I say you don't have to worry about it. And he laughs. And uh, Eddie is cheering. Yahoo! And you turn around. You see he's peeing off the side of the boat. (laughs) It's like, yeah, man, spring break. (laughs) Ladies love to see guys do that. (laughs) If you want to impress a lady. Yeah. That's what you do. He pumps beer in the air. Lots more where that comes from, ladies. You see Jessica going, ew. Within about f- 10 minutes or so, you get to the point where Chad can stop the boat. You're still a bit far out. You're going to have to jump into the water, carry things over to the beach. He's not going to be able to pull up directly onto the shore. But he pauses looks around at everyone and says, welcome to paradise. You can see the, the water sort of green and blue, clear. You can see all the way down to the bottom. There's little fish swimming around, crabs, hermit crabs especially, scuttling along the bottom of the sand. It's just an absolutely beautiful place. You can see the island with the white sand, the trees, the palm trees offering some degree of shade from the sweltering hot sun of a Florida March and just beach stretches and stretches of beach. Party time, gang. Yep. Party time. Can we see one from this this side of the island? Can we see the other side of the island? From the boat? Yeah. Like, no. like how? Okay, so it's like there's stuff. This isn't, I'm just like thinking this is like a tiny key that it's low tide now and soon it will be high tide. <laughs> Maybe that's what you were expecting from, from Chad's description. Yeah. But this is a proper island. Oh, hmm. shit. Chad. Thanks. Wow. Did you scope? Have you explored, Chad? What, have you found anything here? Like um, coconuts or people or animals or... I mean, there's coconuts and uh, Ashley cheers like, yeah, coconuts, man. I love me some coconuts. Like pina coladas, babe. And you said there was a shipwreck. Yeah. On, on the other side. I was thinking we could go there, go there tomorrow. Cause yeah. you know, here just hang out for the evening, do some drinks. And he looks over at Jessica and winks and he looks at Cody and winks. Uh, and you know, all sorts of fun things. And then tomorrow, cause it's on the other side. Uh, other side of the island, so we have to walk down the beach a bit, but there's this this cool pirate ship. I think it's a pirate ship. I don't know. There's not, like, a flag or anything, but it looks like, you know, like, from the movies, like that Pirates of the Caribbean movie. So, yeah. 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 Or the kind of place where they would, like, stash their rum. (gasps) Oh, my God. What if it's a prop from Pirates of the Caribbean? Maybe it's a real prop pirate ship. Or maybe it's a real hideout, and we can find some old, cool old, like, rum and... 
another dead people pirate swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there could be like totally pirate swag, buried treasure. Yeah, so I was thinking we could we could do that tomorrow, uh, and and have a look and and you could film some stuff if you wanted to, Maisie, or take some pictures. It might be good for your your script that you're working on, and you know it's just just something we can do, just just the group of us. I yeah. think that's a great idea, Chad. But first, we drink because they say always be exploring underwater mysteries hungover. Yeah. <laughs> Low blood oxygen, really important. Yeah. ACP MU. That, that's not an acronym, right? Right, Macy? But was it an acronym? Anything okay. can be an acronym if you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Anything. Always. No. No. That's. that's oh, never mind. I'm proud. All of right. You. So pile off. Help everybody unload. Set up. Recreation's my thing. So you carry these coolers, massive coolers. They're the really fancy coolers that have built-in insulation, so you don't have to be constantly refilling them with ice. So it will keep things cold for a while. Uh, and you see, Ashley is already getting a bit. Uh, inebriated. She's on her fourth beer at this point, and she just giggles and she drops the bottle into the water. Chad face palms. She's like, "Mm. it'll be like fine. (laughs) Like, Mm. we can pick it up like later. Uh, And Eddie is laughing and giggling and chasing Jessica around the boat and and Chad has to kind of slap him a bit be like, hey, help carry stuff. Help carry stuff. (laughs) But you can all carry things onto the beach. You have a couple of uh, of these coolers. You have an awning that can be set up just to keep the sun off of everybody. And there's these little, call them pup tents, where you can just barely squeeze yourself into one of them. You don't have to. I personally like sleeping out under the stars, on the sand, with the water, then the distance, you know, that kind of thing. But if you're like some people, side-eyeing Jessica, who can't stand the thought of bugs... Well, you got something. I'll go get the bottle out of the water. <laughs> okay. It bugs me. It bugs me when people litter, so. You retrieve the bottle from the water? Mm-hmm. Set, I'll set up a proper garbage, proper garbage station. Ashley just said, oh, see, I told you it would, like, be okay. And everything is brought onto the beach. Do any of you check your phones, look at a watch, any of that sort of thing? I think I want to like pop up my laptop. I've got some cool speakers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, see if the group wants you all in the mid for um, for EDM or you want like some cool beachy vibes. <gasps> oh, my God. Cody, do you have show tunes? I mean, I have like a couple the ones you've sent me. Guys and dolls. <laughs> if, if that's one of the ones you sent me then I it is on my computer you want me to play start with that yeah that whole folder of Maisie's favorites South Pacific right uh, yeah I have this thought that Cody has EDM remixed show tunes for Maisie yes I love that <laughs> yes I can see that <laughs> and being it's a thing. like God, I hope I get it <laughs> just <laughs> overlaid with each other. So you pull up your computer to, to play some music, whether uh, is it, sh- do you p- play the show tunes, some EDM? What do you play? I'm going to play the, the EDM show tunes. Yeah, the remixes. 
remix show tunes. So Maisie, you start hearing EDM remixes of all the tunes that you've sent Cody over the last couple of weeks. God, I love when the beat drops. Cody, as, as you're pulling up music and setting up your speakers, you notice the clock on your on your laptop it says it's 4 p.m. It was just morning when you left. Well, that doesn't even make sense. And, uh, I know how to fix that. I'm a hacker. I'm just going to go in and check my clock settings. I probably got misaligned. The wrong time zone got selected or something. Yes, as a hacker, you know how to check your clock settings on your laptop. Can I use my hacker die for this? <laughs> <laughs> this might be the only time it comes up during this scenario. So, so roll 2d6. <laughs> Tell me what you get. Uh, a two and a one. Three total. Okay. So two and a one. Yeah, you go in, you check your clock settings, and there, there's got to be just something off. Maybe Bluetooth or something? You're not really hmm. sure, because it's on the right time zone. Hmm. But it's nothing you click, none of the little buttons you click or levers you move or any dials you slide up and down. It doesn't change the time. Someone, what time is it? My computer clock's all weird. I'll check my phone. Mine also says 4 p.m. Yep. So it's 4 p.m. I don't know, maybe, you know, maybe we were also scared during that storm. Maybe it just took longer than we thought. You know how. What do you mean? Your your says 4 p.m. too? Yeah, it's 4 p.m. See? And I hold up my phone. Well, that can't be right. That just can't be right. Oh, don't worry about it. You know, we'll figure it out when we get back home. Yeah, it's fine. Who cares about what time it is anyways? There are no lighting cues to meet, no sound cues, no stage directions. It's fine. We're free. It's freeing. And Maisie's on her third wine cooler. (laughs) (laughs) What does Maisie do when she's getting a little little tipsy? What, What are the signs? She does a lot of very flowy interpretive dance. You can tell how she's feeling because the way she's feeling what she's saying, she is moving to it. A lot of arms and legs. All arms and legs. So we see Maisie doing interpretive dance. It's fine. No one cares what time it is out here on the beach. Oh, spilled my drink. That's fine. I have more drinking. Cody's a little perturbed. He likes things. He likes systematic things. Mm-hmm. Uh, he likes things that are organized and the fact that he lost track of time or that somehow the clocks change like it just doesn't make sense so now he's really focused on kind of trying to figure out like how could that have happened what does that mean so he's not really dancing with you at all he's just kind of in his own mind right now those little sand crabs scuttle across your feet they tickle a little bit yeah it's 4pm Chad comes up with a cooler in each arm showing off for the ladies and the gents. This, yeah, it's 4 p.m., guys. Don't know what you're going on about. <gasps> this is the somewhere that they always say it's 4 o'clock somewhere. Um, Are there enough tents for each of us to have our own tent? Well, each there's one for each of you. I didn't bring one because I like to Perfect. sleep in the sand with the, the moonlight and the fresh breeze. Well, I also like to sleep in the sand. 
I have watched every single episode of Naked and Afraid, and all I know are sand fleas, and I am getting in a tent, and I am claiming one right now, and I'm going to grab my bag and go to sand the fleas. Tent. What do you mean sand yes. fleas? Flies or something? They bite you. They bite you. The people they're naked, and they have to be naked for like a whole month or something. But I think they and they have to find their own food. But they're bit bugs everywhere. It's horrible. But on the other hand, they're just trapped. I know, and he's going to be out here, and then, like, no one else can be out here, but you're going to be out here. Chad's going to be out here in the perfect. Yeah, you guys should be careful of those sand fleas. <laughs> Probably everyone should be in a tent. Someone can have mine if they need it. Krista's running herd on Jessica and Ashley b- before they trample everything and hurt themselves. Yeah, just Jessica and Ashley are both kind of inebriated at this point, and they're chasing each other. Yeah, and Eddie is not going to be any help. Eddie is currently uh, lighting up a joint and Ashley is running from Jessica who has pulled this, this tie on the back of her string bikini and Jessica's giggling. They're both giggling and trying to hold their tops up and just trampling all over the sand and you hear a squelch and then, ew, I think I stepped in a like jellyfish or something. Mm-hmm. That was inevitable. While all that giggling and squeaking and everything is happening, uh, Chad is has set up the awning to put the coolers under. And uh, Cody, he's taken his top off, so he's just there in his uh, little, little shorts and his muscular abs. And he looks at you and he gives you that wink. Uh, um, <clears throat> that's all Cody does. Just a little giggle and kind of... <clears throat> tries to look cool like it didn't affect him too much he claps you on the back it's hits you so hard you kind of stumble a little bit because that's just the power of his big brawny arms this yeah it's gonna be a great time man it, it's just it's gonna be so great like getting away from the books and being out with nature and booze of course gotta have the booze gotta have the booze but uh raise my bottle to that clank clink is uh I think everyone's gonna have a good time yeah oh I know so you can already tell so uh thanks for coming thanks for inviting me I was um honestly I was kind of just kind of surprised yeah well you know you're always so quiet and and we're 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 friends and I tried to try to pull people who wouldn't be in the center of attention everywhere else, you know, because I saw you last spring break. You didn't have a whole lot of fun, did you? No, I just, I basically studied the whole time. Yeah, man. You can't be doing that. Like, use your computer for the music and the good vibes only, and that's it. That's all I'm gonna do. I had to, I had to tell my mom I was at a hacking camp. Oh. But I'm not going to do any of that this week. He's got this look on his face of half pity and half, oh, that's adorable. <laughs> that's, that's Cody. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maisie, you're dancing interpretively with your wine cooler. Someone put another one in your hand after you spilled the previous one. Hell yeah. Are you dancing down near the water? Are you dancing up on the beach looking for anything in particular? Or are you just having a good time? I think 
uh, Maisie's definitely the like look for seashells kind of girl. She has like a collection of things she has collected on the beach. And so kind of as she's dancing, she'll be kind of like on the water's edge, looking for some shells, looking for some sand dollars, <laughs> seeing what she can find. Maybe she can make some jewelry out of it later. All right. Give me a human roll. See what you pick up on. Uh, one. Okay. One. Remember, you can always push rolls. Oh, I want to do that. Yeah. By adding your insight die. That's fine. So frustrated. Like, this island sucks. Chat, if there's no... No good shells. No good shells on it. Maybe I'll walk a little further out into the water. It doesn't make any sense, but like you can see through the water a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so maybe there's like some little like sand glass or something. I just haven't seen it yet. So I'll kind of walk a little bit further out into the water. Hope I don't step on anything or anything like that. Maybe I can see some cool rocks and stuff out here. A five and a three. And we'll say the five was on my inside dice. Okay. So when... When the highest number is your insight die, that means something weird happens and you have a chance to go up in insight. So you go a bit further out into the water and you start to see some shells. You start to see some really cool shells. It looks like there's those spiral shells that hermit crabs often live in. They look vacant. You can probably pick them up, take them home. Most of the ones you're finding out here aren't broken. It's like people don't walk out here. There's some that are broken from the natural movement of of the water and and the sand and everything, but there's some beautiful, pristine ones. And then you step on something very sharp and (gasps) you cut your foot and the blood starts to pool in the water. And as the blood pools in the water and your foot hurts, you feel the sting of the salt water touching the, the, the cut. And you look down, you see there's a large crab comes scuttling up towards you and it's staring at you just from under the water and claws are opening and closing, opening and closing and it is making direct eye contact with you in a way that shouldn't quite be possible for the way crab's eyes are positioned. (laughs) Hey, give me that insight roll. Uh, Three. Okay, so you go up to three. This crab is definitely staring at you, and you feel like it was drawn by your blood in the water somehow. Maybe that's just a ridiculous thought, considering how much alcohol you've drunk, but you can't shake that nagging feeling. Oh my god, I've never seen man-eating crabs before on, on, on Naked and Afraid. They never show that part. I've watched all the beach ones. I think hearing the screams, even though Cody is used to it, uh, it's still a quiet beach. He's going to mm-hmm. like at least walk up to, to see what his friend is screaming about. Yeah, Crystal will go over to... Mm. <laughs> All right. So you go over to Maisie and Maisie's foot is bleeding. You can see a cloud of blood now in what was previously pristine water. And you see what looks like a crab scuttling away. He's staring at me. He won't stop staring at me. And usually I love it. But at this time I don't because he hurt me. He hurt me. Is he the one that did that? Is is that the reason you're bleeding? Oh my God. I know. I was out here looking for shells and he attacked. Oh my God. Chad, you didn't say anything about the crabs. 
You see Chad look up from where he started pulling some food out of the cooler. Crabs? What crabs? A crab attacked Maisie. Yes, this is infested with attack crab, evil attack crabs. Well, come come onto the land. I always carry a small emergency kit in my backpack. I mean, it doesn't have a whole lot, but I've at least got some, uh, I've got some rubbing alcohol and uh, some gauze in case it's a deep cut. You get Maisie back to the sand and help her sit down so, Cody, you can apply some first aid uh, using your first aid kit. And it does look like it was cut by something, not like just like a sharp edge of a shell. Something cut across the bottom of her foot. Oh, sure you didn't step on something? Yes, that crab! Then he bit me with his claw or something! The crabs bite her, do they attack? But the claws. Yeah, but sharp. I'm looking at the nature of your injury here, and it does look a little more like you stepped on something rather than being bit. I mean, not, I'm, I'm not. Ashley hands you another wine cooler. Here, this will like make you feel better. Thank you. Do I pour it on my foot? Oh, you're drinking. <laughs> okay, you're right. It's going to be okay. I promise I will not let this ruin everyone's weekend. <laughs> How much fresh water did Chad bring or did he bring any? There is a cooler of water bottles. A cooler of water bottles. Okay. He's Chad, but he's not dumb. Okay. Kind of want to go peek back to where Maisie stepped in the water mm-hmm. and see if like where she was standing and see if there's a, is there something sharp there? Mm-hmm. Besides the crab. You go back and look. You don't see the crab anymore. It seems to have scuttled off somewhere. There's a couple of shells sticking up, but it's hard to tell if she could have cut her foot on any of them because it's not like the blood's going to stick underwater. It just sort of spread out in a pool. It's possible she just stepped on a very sharp shell. All right. Well, I don't think too much more of it. <laughs> you head back to the beach Ashley and Jessica have uh, retied their swimsuit tops at this point, although Jessica's is just barely hanging on for dear life. Eddie has half passed out in his tent somewhere. You just see his legs sticking out. And you notice it's starting to get dark. You've been on this island for at most an hour, but it's starting to get dark. The sun's starting to go down. Go check my computer clock again. It says 8 p.m. What the hell? I go show my phone to Chad. Okay. Did this happen when you were here before? Did I lose track of time? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty place. It's hard not to just sort of be one with nature and let go of your worries and everything. No, no, Chad. Chad, come on. Come on. You're smarter than that. He shrugs his shoulders and looks a little bemused. It don't know what else it could be. I mean, one minute you're just sitting here thinking about your your paper on color subtext of Divermis Mysteries, and the next thing you know, it's five hours later. It's weird, you know that. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. If um I'm not trying to bring the party down, but if people start freaking out we might want to consider going back a little early, right? Yeah, I mean, if people freak out. But okay. We need to at least see the pirate ship tomorrow. 
oh yeah, I know it's going to be cool, but plan B, okay? Sure, sure. Plan B. All right. And he opens up another beer. There's a cool breeze moving through the palm trees and across the sand. There's not as much of the sand fleas biting as you would expect, Maisie. It's actually quite pleasant, but everyone else has set up a little tent. Everyone except for, I'm guessing, Cody uh, and Chad. Oh yeah, I'm sleeping on the beach near Chad. And uh, Chad sets up a, a bonfire, a small one, uh, but a bonfire for ro- roasting sausages and toasting marshmallows. And everyone's moved on from beer to vodka at this point, except for Ashley, who's sticking with the wine coolers. And at some point, Eddie staggers out of his half set up pup tent. And he's holding in his hand a taxidermied squirrel. Did you find that or did you bring that with you dude this is a squirrel of truth (laughs) if you hold it you must speak truthfully oh my god I don't want to touch that gross thing Eddie I'm in Eddie let's do it oh you first you first Krista alright I grab the squirrel why is it taking you six years to get to senior year, Krista? Algebra. It's a requirement for my major, and I failed it twice. Algebra. That's so boring. So stupid. Stupid. And I toss Cody the the squirrel while he's talking. Oh, squirrel on me. Okay. And Ashley's like, oh, does it like make you like speak the truth? Like it does. It does. You oh. feel this surge of power when you when you touch the squirrel. Yeah. Whoa. Wait, are you are you shitting me or is that You're just making that up. <laughs> You're just making that up. Okay. <laughs> I thought for a second. So like, who do you have a crush on, Cody? Chad. I mean uh, <laughs> um, Whoa, it works. I told you, like the squirrel of truth, man. (laughs) Well, by by crush, I I mean, um, you know, of of friendship and love. Ah, I mean, (laughs) someone take the squirrel. (laughs) Cody tosses it to Maisie and it misses, but it comes close. (laughs) Because I go, ah! Uh, Jessica grabs the squirrel and she's like, whoa, it does make me want to say true things. I slept with Mrs. Hannigan and that's how I passed my home ec class. I never told anyone Isn't it awesome? Somebody else take this stupid squirrel. <laughs> Maisie. Oh my God, fine. Give me the squirrel. What is it, squirrel? What do you want to know? Do you really think Chad says you're going to make it to Broadway? Of course I do. I off Broadway at least. Community theater. I've been in the choir in every single play. So um no cry, cry on cry on QTM. You can do it. This is what's stopping you. Cry, god damn it. 
the squirrel away from me. Macy, give me the squirrel. Okay, Cody. I think you are going to make it to Broadway. I'm holding the squirrel. So it has Good, to be true. That was acting. I know it was. I, did I know it. you believe in yourself. I did, it. yes. Acting. No one sings EDM show tunes like you. All right, someone else take this thing. I'll t- hand me the squirrel. Toss me the squirrel again. Toss me the squirrel again, Cody. And as soon as he, as soon as, as soon as he, he tosses it to me, I do perfect res- rugby immediate pass to Chad. Chad takes the squirrel. This, this is weird. What's really going on here, Chad? Tell us the truth about the storm. <sighs> okay. Like there was a storm last time I came here too. I wasn't sure I'd be able to find my way back to this place because I thought maybe I'd gotten lost in the storm the first time. But then I found it again, and there was another storm. And I went, okay, so as long as there's a storm, I can find it. Weird, huh? Is that all? He nods. Also, Eddie, why did you bring this really creeping thing? Ugh. He passes it over to Ashley. Ashley just looks down at it. And says, I feel weird. Like, I want to say, Jessica, you want to hook up? Wait, Eddie, hold the squirrel. (laughs) You pass Eddie the squirrel. And he hugs it very tightly, like it's a teddy bear. Where, where did you get this squirrel? Uh, there was like this little taxidermy museum thing out in the desert, like, it was like those little touristy trap things, like that you have a, a, a gas station thing, and I took it because I didn't think anybody would notice. So you stole it? Is this a cursed squirrel? Oh, yeah. oh, I hope it's not cursed. He looks at the squirrel, and the sta- squirrel stares back at him with those dead, <laughs> beady eyes, and he, <laughs> he shudders and throws the squirrel back into his tent. I'm glad we brought you. I'm glad you're here, Eddie. Thanks, man. I'm so glad to be here with all my friends and all this good booze and ow and whatever little things are biting me. And you see little crabs, little sand crabs scuttling away from under his leg as he moves. It's great. He puts an arm around you, Krista, an arm around you, Cody. And then he looks like he wants to put an arm around Maisie and then suddenly remembers he only has two arms. We're just friends. Yeah. It's great. It's, and they say your friends from college won't be your friends later, but we're we're going to be friends. Yeah. Always going to be friends. We'll always remember what happens on this island, I'm thinking. What happens in spring break stays in spring break, yo! And he starts fist pumping. Mm. Yep. <laughs> and accidentally hits Cody in the ear because he forgot he had his arm around Cody. Ow. <laughs> Ow. Yeah. Sure, man. Just be sure to sleep on your stomach tonight, Eddie, please. Yeah, don't Jimi Hendrix on us, man. Oh, cool. Don't know what that means, but okay. And he staggers up and then falls face forward into his tent. So he's sort of, his legs are the only thing sticking out of the tent. 
and you just hear a loud snore coming from inside the tent. He'll be fine. He fell the right way. He'll be fine. If he's snoring, he's breathing is what I always say. Jessica and Ashley have run off into the sh- into the shallows together and they're splashing around and giggling and making sounds. Well, uh, Chad stretches. Um, I had a fun evening with the Squirrel of Truth. That's a new party game to me. But, uh, gonna commune with nature and get some sleep, I think. He sits down at the edge of the... Sh- the the beach, the water comes washing up towards you and then away and then washing up towards you and away. And he just sits there and lays back with his hands beneath his head, stares up at the moon. Cody, 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 go, go commune with nature. Yeah. Go. go. Yeah. yeah. This is a good time. The, okay. the call of nature calls you. Yeah. Okay. 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 Thanks, Maisie. Maisie, yeah. you're the best. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Cody kind of stretches. And now <laughs> Cody stretches and uh, sits down uh, kind of close to Chad and it's just like, uh, yeah, it's real nice nature waves and uh, the, the moon and yeah, crabs. Oh, crabs can't bother you all that much. Besides, there's a cream for that. And he gives that wink at you. Oh, <laughs> I meant the beach kind, but um, it was called a joke, Cody. Oh, it was a I play know, on words. <laughs> yeah. So, you, so you like nature, huh? Yeah, yeah. Grew up, uh, grew up on the seaside, and spent all my time sailing and fishing and all sorts of things, you know. And as you're, you sit down next to him and talk to him. He's laying back. Give me a human roll. See how well this goes for you. Four. Okay. So, do you lay back in the sand or are you sitting? Uh, I'll lay back. Mm-hmm. He shifts his arm slightly so that his his shoulder is now up against yours. Good night, Cody. It'll be a good night. Yeah. Um, good, good night, Chad. He smiles at you, that big beautiful smile with those perfectly even white teeth that the moonlight glints off of. Okay, talk to you in the morning. (laughs) There's a tiny bit of a sigh, but he lays back and closes his eyes. So, you all go to sleep. It's a beautiful night. It's not too cold. You don't really need a lot of blankets or, or anything, because even though it is night in March. It's still Florida. The water is warm. The wind is warm. And it's a nice haze that you sort of settle into. All the alcohol and then the second hand smoke from Eddie's joint. And then all the excitement from the Squirrel of Truth's revelations. And just the idea of the Squirrel of Truth in general. Let's be real. But Maisie... As you settle into sleep, as you drift away, I swear you feel hundreds of little eyes staring at you, watching you. You look around and there's all these little crabs, some of them as small as the tiny sand crabs, 
some hermit crabs, some larger ones, the size of the one that maybe, maybe it bit you or was calling for your blood, you're not sure. They're all around you. They're crawling up you. They're climbing over your face and you start to feel yourself moving as if they're carrying you along the sand. Just carefully crawling, crawling, crawling. You can't move. You you can't feel your limbs. Your chest is tight. You're panicked. You feel these eyes on you and you know you are being taken somewhere and you don't know why you are being taken there. But you are carried off into the dark. Krista, you are in the water. You feel through your tent the water lapping up against it getting damp and you want to move because the tide's coming in. Why did we make our tents so close to the tide? But you can't move. It's like you're being pinned down to the sand and the water starts lapping over you. Crest after crest of these little waves. And you start to feel pain. Something's nibbling at your flesh you see these tiny little fish spiting away at you. You can barely move your head, but these little fish chewing at your cheek, at your throat, at your arms, your legs. You're being slowly eaten as you're falling under the water and the fish are swimming around you. Nibble, swim, nibble, and swim. You can't move, you can't speak, you can't scream but you feel the full horror of being eaten alive. A little nibble at a time. Cody, you go to sleep at the edge of the water, close to Chad. You feel the heat from his body, the slight awkwardness from your own inability to handle flirtation. And you feel the water carry you away. You're in this deep sort of slumber, that paralysis where you feel something happening to you in your sleep, but you can't move. You can't do anything about it as it's carrying you away into the water and further out to sea and further out to sea. You're floating on the water and this wave washes over you and washes over you. And you feel yourself beginning to sink as these watery hands let go of you. And you see that face that you saw on the boat staring all around you. Are you the one unworthy? Are you the one worthy? Unworthy? Are you the one? Are you chosen? You are the one. You are not the one. You are worthy. You are worthy. And you just hear this crescendo of voices over and over as you sink and you sink and your mouth is filling with water, your nose, your ears, everything is filling with water and you start to choke and you can't breathe and you are drowning not only in water, but in the cacophony of sound coming from this voice all around you. And then you all wake up. And that is where we will leave tonight's episode. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you will tune in next time. Thank you, and good night.